G'day guys and welcome to yet another episode of the Coach Mark Carroll podcast. Today's episode, I wanted to do a bit of a quick hitter on a couple of topics, just things on my mind. Um, there's always things on my mind, obviously, but I didn't really feel like kind of going into one topic deep today. I just wanted to kind of chat over a few things I see or I get asked or get told or see commented, you name it, obviously being in the fitness space online, working with a lot of people and you know, having fo- a fair few followers, you get a lot of messages, comments. And so I just want to kind of chat about three different things um, I've been asked and seen in the last few days, actually, um, and give you some of my thoughts or frustrations around these topics. So number one thing on my mind, and this is something that just pains my fucking soul when I see morons write this. So when I post my transformations and you got, you know, a mum lose a bit of bit of weight or, you know, a guy who's already skinny lose a bit more weight and just have abs or whatever. Yet morons who then write, oh my God, they're definitely all on steroids. And every time you post any person who looks somewhat like they have the tiniest bit of muscle mass and they got a little bit lean up. People are like, steroids for sure. And then you click on the person's profile saying, and that person does not look like they lift or their training videos you see them training in literally look like they can't train if their life depended on it. But then therefore, anyone who looks better than them or has more muscle or stronger must be on steroids or must be doing something because they don't look like that. So therefore other people are doing it. And it's funny, right? The, the whole idea of steroids, like when I kind of got into training and stuff like that, steroids is something you'd associate with, you know, with someone who's jacked, just, just not, you know, like just not at a, human kind of achievable level of muscle mass that's the whole idea of like steroids in sport people often think you know it's like your average person using steroids it's like you know the world 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 elite athletes who use steroids to then break world records to go to that next level or bodybuilders going past their human potential but you always see these days really really basic basic transformations and be like oh steroids and it's literally like a 50-year-old mum of three who lost five kilos in eight weeks. It's like, how fucking dumb are you to think that someone needs steroids to do that? Or, you know, anyone who has a bit of, every girl who has a little bit of muscle for bikini, oh, she must be on steroids. And you know what? On on that topic annoys me. Like, every single one of my clients in over the past, you know, six, seven years of prep bikini girls will tell you, because again, not all my clients, you know, love me and stuff like that um, in the past. But they will tell you, I never, ever asked one girl or told a client or even allowed a client to be on steroids. It was my big thing. Even when clients used to, uh, girls used to ask to train with me, I'd tell them my rule is you can't use steroids. And like, oh, but my, this coach did, I did this and this coach told me and all these other reputable coaches. And here I was telling, and I've got messages of every kind of elite girl not ever using drugs yet my clients would beat all these other girls who were taking stuff and why is that because to be 
in a bikini kind of level of having a little bit of muscle mass. You don't need steroids. It's just moronic. You just need good training, good nutrition, actual periodization training and understanding of nutrition. This is what I do. This is why this is probably like one of the things that frustrates me most in the world is that this is like without kind of trying to sound a wanker. I know my stuff is that fucking good because I beat all these other coaches and their clients who have their clients on steroids. Yet my clients, when I prep them, win and beat them and have better muscle mass and better shape and leaner. And that's the power of great training, you know. Now, if I wanted to train an elite high-level bodybuilder who needs a lot of muscle mass, which I don't want to train, nor do I train, then yes, they would need those things. But something like a bikini physique or a male, you know, physique to look good at the beach. If you think you need steroids for that, you are a moron. No. To do a great fat loss transformation, no. Be like, oh, but they have all this muscle mass now. It's like, no, they don't have more muscle mass. They just did a hard cut. And when you do a hard cut, you lose a lot of fat mass and then it reveals your muscle mass. Like the concept that anyone who has a bit of muscle mass is on drugs is just so fucking stupid. And it's just like the the moving the goalposts so low or the, the the bar so low to think that anyone who has a little bit of a result needs drugs. It's like, why even go to the gym and die if you can only achieve the most basic result with drugs? It's just stupid. Like I know guys who are in high school, like 15 and they're jacked and shredded and it's just genetics. I know women who've never trained in their life. And then in the mid forties start training and they have all this muscle mass. They didn't use drugs. It's just their body. And they did great training and, Point is, is that every time I put, it's funny, sometimes I post transformations, like I have a lot, you know, and my idea is like, you know, obviously it's marketing for me and, you know, you want to post a transformation where people go, oh, wow, that's amazing. And sometimes I post them, I'm like, oh, I don't know if people like think that's impressive enough, you know, because obviously, you know, I just want to post results that people go, oh, wow, that's like amazing and stuff like that. So sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't know how this, these will go. And often the ones where I'm like, oh, you know, that's all right. You know, they're fine. I post that and then people are like, oh my God, steroids, they're cheating. It's like, these these are things I've done for 15, 16 years now. And like good results is what I do. And it's just, you know, I can do this in my sleep. And, you know, the fact that people who say this stuff are just people who've never learned how to train. It's like, why don't you then go invest your money into my stuff and then see why thousands and thousands of people get results and then thousands and thousands of other people you know, so it's just, it's one of the things that um, just blows my mind is that people just think how kind of victim culture they are. It's like anyone who looks better than me, therefore they must be doing something, cheating or something. It's like, no, have you ever just taken a look at yourself? Like, look at yourself. How good's your training? How good's your nutrition? Often nowhere near as good as you think. So instead of trying to bring down others, just look at what you can do better. So that's my point one, because it really frustrates me. Um, point two is every time I start a new challenge, um, something on that's on my mind is when I start a new challenge, you know, I have thousands of people in my Facebook groups and my challenges, and often you'll get comments like, um, I heard that you can't go below X amount of calories um, to lose weight. It's bad. So therefore... What should I do? Because X person told me you can't do this. So what I mean by that is, let's say I'll, I'll use a woman, for example. Let's say a woman in my Facebook group says, hey, um, I saw a lady say you shouldn't go below 1,600 calories to lose weight. And I'm not losing weight at 1,600 calories. So therefore, 
Mark's telling me I should go lower. And but then this person said, you shouldn't go lower. It's bad to go below 1600 calories. So what should I do? And this makes me want to pull my hair out if I had hair. And the thing is, there's no like this fixed one spot cutoff of saying, oh, you cannot go below these calories or you're going to die or your metabolism's going to explode. Like that's not how physiology works. That's not how the body works. And if you need to lose weight, you need to put yourself in a calorie deficit. And I'm sorry to tell people, but if you're at, say, 1,600 calories and you're not losing weight and you're truly at 1,600 calories, then you're not in a calorie deficit. You going into a calorie deficit is not going to kill you. It's going to lead to you getting progress. If you went to 1,500 calories or 14 or 13, there's no cutoff for that being, oh, my God, life is over. You've ruined your metabolism. And I often see people say, oh, but then if I go lower calories, then my metabolic rate will slow down. I don't want to slow my metabolism. And the problem with that is it's just kind of a bad understanding of, you know, using some buzzwords and whatnot. And... You know, oh, if I go lower calories, then my metabolism will slow down. So I don't want to do that. But the thing is, right, when you lose weight, inevitably your metabolism will slow down from a standpoint of the calories you expend, your metabolic rate will slow down. But why is it slowing down? It generally slows down in a response to weight loss. So if you're 100 kilos, you start dieting, but then when you get to 85 kilos, your metabolic rate will be much lower, most likely. Why? Primarily because you weigh less. The less you weigh, the more calories you expend. Your metabolic rate slowing down is a result of actual fat loss, of successful fat loss. And this is why, say, when I train someone and I get them super lean, their calories don't finish when they're super lean on where they started their cut because we needed to continue to create a response. And this is normal. This is what you have to do. It's kind of like going to the gym on the other end of the spectrum and saying, when I start at the gym, I did eight kilo dumbbells for my dumbbell press. But then if you always stayed on eight kilos, you're never probably going to get bigger and stronger. You need to eventually keep putting the weight up to keep getting a response. You know, you go to 10 kilos, 12 kilos, progressive overload. Now for fat loss, not that, you know, dropping calories is progressive overload, but it's just those steps generally that you have to take to continue to create momentum. It's just you do these steps from a reduction in calories to continue to create further momentum. And inevitably, the longer you diet, the more metabolic rate will slow down. But if you just stay in that kind of no man's land where you're not losing, but you're not in a maintenance phase, really, you're not getting anywhere either. So there's this kind of culture these days of no, so people kind of made people within good intentions, fear actually being a calorie deficit, fear actually going lower calories. And I often see women who, you know, they've got 15 kilos to lose, but they're terrified to actually go into a 25% calorie deficit, 30% calorie deficit, because they've just been kind of brainwashed that slight reduction in calories is the worst thing in the world. And it's not. It's literally what you need to do to get a response. So yes, I would love every person to be able to diet on 2,000, 3,000 calories, but that doesn't work for everyone. You can have two people, exactly the same body weight, exactly the same body fat, and one can diet on 1,800 calories, and one might need 1,300 calories to get a result. It's just the way it is. It's just how your body works, um, how your body 
responds to lower calories. So stop thinking that, hey, just because X person said um, I can't go below a certain amount of weight because that's what they did doesn't mean that's unfortunately what you're going to need to do. Chances are if you're not losing weight on a certain amount of calories and you're actually doing it, you need to drop calories to continue getting a response. And no, you're not going to ruin your and everything by doing you know a dieting phase. The goal is to you know do a dieting phase, get in and get out. It's a different story if you're spending a year kind of on low calories, but a lot of the time people spend a year on low calories is because they're not actually consistently in low calorie phases. Now, third point, and this is a point, again, I know a lot of you all invest into my programs and stuff like that, which I really appreciate, but something I often get, and it's just funny because I saw, you know, with, you know, the fashion business rare collective, um, you know, I see, you know, the sales come into that and I see often women for the activewear in one sale buying, you know, $1,500 or even $2,000 in, you know, one transaction of buying rare. You know, I, I see the the name and I see all the, the numbers um, for rare and, you know, but recently I saw a, a person, they were talking to me about my program and saying like, oh, I can't really afford it and all this stuff. And, you know, this was when the, my program was on sale, right? And it might have been $90 or something at the time. Like, oh, your program's a bit expensive, which to say my program's expensive is just the most insane thing in the world. Like the amount of, like, it's worth 20 times the amount, you know, I just sell it for. But anyway, so let's say the program was $90, I think $89 or whatever. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I should. And this is a person telling me, they're writing me paragraphs on Instagram saying how much they want to lose weight and how much they've been stuck. And they, you know, they've been stuck in their training for a long time. And I was like, well, invest into yourself. I'm like, oh, do you do like weekly direct debits and stuff like that? I was like, no, it's just an upfront payment. It's only, you know, 90 bucks or whatever. And then, you know, they never did. And I was kind of telling Lauren about it. And she's like, oh, I know her. And I'm pretty sure she, that person um, just bought rare and then went on their profile um actually had a look and and um they had you know their rare collective which is fantastic cool we want you to be buying um active rare rare collective obviously um but then you know looking at it and what they kind of put up and then looking at kind of the paypal or whatever um this this transaction or what they did I think like this, they just did like the day before they were saying they couldn't afford the program. I think they spent like 14, 15, no, 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 it wasn't that much. Like maybe 900 to a thousand dollars on um, rare clothing, on activewear, on tights, jumpers and, you know, track pants or whatever, a thousand dollars around the day before. But then the next day after spending a thousand dollars on, you know, activewear, they couldn't you know, find the value in a $90 training program, which would give them, you know, 12 weeks of my training, I think five days a week of training. So all up 50, 60. Yeah. So all up um, 60, 60 training sessions. So I think 60 training sessions times about an hour. So 60 for that $90, you'd get the, you'd get 60 training sessions of 60 minutes. Think how much that is. You'd get nutrition help, you'd get a lot of education, and you'd get also, you know, knowledge that would help you for the next decade to improve. 
and that's about $9, but they didn't have the money for that, but they had um, the money to spend $1,000 on activewear. Does anyone kind of, you know, else see like the the problem with that? And if you just love activewear, that's fantastic. We want you to do that. But the problem is, is that they're also telling me how much they wanted to lose weight, how stuck they were in their training and how stuck, you know, how frustrating it was. And, you know, there's no issue with not wanting to spend money on training. There's no issue with spending money on activewear. Of course, we want you to do either one. But the issue is, is that when your actions don't really match up with your goals, and I say it all the time, you know, I want to do all this stuff for training, but then you didn't value your tr- your results and your goals enough of not, for $90. You could, I could have really changed your life for $90. But on the flip side, you spent $1,000 on activewear the day before, you know, did you need, you know, all the five different tight colors of tights? Could you have just got one less pair of tights and then invested that $100 into your training and let me help? you transform and learn so much and build the confidence up and all that stuff. But this is what people do all the time. And it's the frustrating thing is that the amount of times people message me and often these people who message me, I go look at the DMS and they, they messaged me three months before and then six months before and nine months before. And you look back and it's been two years of messaging you saying, Oh, I really want to try a program. And, and they never do. And in that two years, you could have been a different person a year ago, but, you know, but that's okay if you don't have the money, and I totally get that. But if you're spending your money on everything else, you know, I always see people going out and, you know, going out to expensive dinners and drinking expensive cocktails, but then they don't have money to invest into their training or nutrition, or, you know, they don't have money to invest into, you know, a training program of yours, which, you know, I can help change lives for a hundred bucks or whatever, but then they spend $200 on fancy different pre workouts. Point is, the priorities are just off, you know, like really look at where you're investing your money. You know, it's hard times at the moment, but if you don't have money for your main goals, that's okay. But just make sure you're not spending your money on shit that doesn't really serve you. Or could you still spend money on the things that, you know, you enjoy, but just reduce them slightly so you can actually invest the money into your own goals and life. Like, yeah, just the amount of times we spend a lot of money on just crap and things that don't actually really truly align with where we want to go and instead you know the more you do that the more you get away from just you know investing yourself which you know you could really change your life in a short period of time uh, even yesterday you know, we've had problems with our doors and the handle so and we've been complaining about for forever literally like a year and been so lazy complaining about it and all these issues of getting into our house with the doors being handles being kind of broken and so we finally called it a locksmith yesterday and he came over and within within 10 minutes he fixed all the door handles and literally saved us so much annoying frustrations of the house and in 10 minutes just by getting an expert an actual expert in 10 minutes he saved us a year of frustration of what we we're kind of doing the last year so yeah so point is guys is sometimes go invest in an expert often they can solve your problems in a fraction of the time and whatever cost they are, they're probably worth, um, you know, that return on investment is probably a hundred X for what it brings to the table and all aspects of kind of what you're doing in your life. So guys, I hope you enjoyed that. Just some things on my mind, if you can relate to any of them. 
Um, but yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, save, and you haven't, make sure you leave a five-star rating on the Coach Mark Carroll podcast. It means the world to me when you do. And make sure you're following the podcast either on Spotify or Apple so you can stay up to date with all the new episodes. Thanks, guys.